amazing. And when we're in the episode, I feel like I'm really understanding. And then like a week later, I have completely forgotten um, everything I learned and certainly everything that you've taught me. (laughs) So, So, yeah. You do Give me a break. You look at pancakes totally different now. I do. And I do know some things about the Middle East that I didn't know. But and maple I could, syrup? I could, maple syrup. But I could, I guess my point is that I could be retra- retaining more information in my brain. Well, okay. <laughs> then we just need to focus. It's, you know, okay. summer and everything else. We just kind of lose it. But I think it's in there. Not everything. You're never going to retain everything. True. You know, you're That's never going to. Sure. But you were in Ottawa. And things came out that you probably didn't actually remember until you saw it. No, like I was going through the Woodstock Museum with the kids, and as I was looking, more and more facts were coming out that I couldn't have just recalled off of memory. But something sparked it, and then they came out. Yes, you know, you've got a lot of years of memories and facts (laughs) in that head. I mean, (laughs) everything is filed, but it's getting stuff. So you know, you you're selective over it. It's fine. It's fine. Yes. Yeah. And there's also the trauma in my brain. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. No, you're right. There's a lot going on in this. It might not seem like it when I get that glazed over look on my face, but there's a lot going on in my brain. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So. So here we are. Here we, we are. Yeah, we missed a week. We need I, to apologize to people for those who were like, hey, where's our episode? Well, oh, what can I say? Um, well, life. Yeah. That's it. We got busy. <laughs> we got crazy. We couldn't yeah. record. So we missed a week. That's right. I do take the blame. It was kind of something that came up, uh, something quite pleasant, but just it didn't allow me to prepare. So we thought, you know, let's just give it a miss. And so thanks, everybody, for sticking with us. And welcome, by the way, to our episode today. I'm Deb, and this is my co-host, Chris. I'm pretty sure you know that by now. Hi, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Deb. I just want to apologize. You left me for a week without an episode. So yeah, we don't have a long intro today because you left me with my pen. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm not going to do that again. You're doing it on purpose. This is you <laughs> spiting me. It for might be a little passive aggressive. <laughs> well, uh, well, I'm interested to dig in. I can't wait to see what you've come up with. I'll try not to interrupt too much, but you know, that's not really my forte. I do like to interrupt and, and get my nuggets in there. Well, if but, you don't get your nuggets, you're going to glaze over, then you won't remember anything. So that's go. why we need you to discuss because today we laughed and learned. That's right. I, can't, I mean, I'm going to sound like a real raving idiot if I'm laughing by myself. True, which I've been known to do. But yes, you're right. No way. I'm I'm here with you. Let's do this together. <laughs> I just want to take a second to tell people if they could please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to us on uh, so that you're informed of the new episodes that come up, even if they're a week delayed, <laughs> you will be informed, <laughs> which we hope isn't going to happen again. And if you wouldn't mind giving us a five-star rating uh, and a review, that would be fantastic. I learned everything that I uh, about uh, this from my friend Chris, <laughs> who says <laughs> that the more positive ratings and reviews we get, the more our show is bumped up and proposed to new listeners on the uh, podcast platforms. So uh, it would be great if you're enjoying us, uh, give us a review and a uh, a rating uh, so that more people can enjoy us right along with you. That's (laughs) thanks for job, Deb. It's not bad, not bad, not bad for me. So let's hear it. What have you got for us today? Well, I don't know if you remember the last time we got together. We did an episode, I believe we called it Deb and her sparkle shooting breasts. Yes, that uh, <laughs> was definitely one of your more um, 
yes, descriptive, let's say, episode titles. You were so into those sparkle shooting breasts that I just couldn't resist. I'm like, you know, I'm the one who titles it. Uh, oh. <laughs> you gotta watch yourself. <laughs> I can feel the sparkles just getting ready to fly. Oh, what is this? Well, for those who didn't listen to the episode about uh, Deb's shooting breasts, um, it was about the Simpsons and all the predictions they made over the years. Mm-hmm. And there's one that I totally glazed over. and But I did say I need to look more into it because I didn't know about this. So let me paint a picture. Oh, dear. Focus. Sorry, sorry. sorry, The year was 2016. Mm -hmm. Okay, pop quiz, Deb. What year was it? 2016. Good job. I'm doing great. You are. I would say it was probably one of the more memorable years when it came to celebrity deaths. Mm -hmm. And that was the year we lost like Carrie Fisher and a day later Debbie Reynolds. Um, Mm -hmm. We lost like Muhammad Ali, Gary Shandling, Florence Henderson, China, Zaza Gabor, Glenn Frey. Um, we lost a couple of biggies like David Bowie and George Michael, mm, right? Um, among many others. But we also lost country legend Merle Haggard and music legend Prince. I was going to say Prince. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this brings me to my topic. There was evidently a controversy surrounding the death of Prince. Oh. <gasps> Did you know about this controversy? Time will tell. I guess I'll find out. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it until I looked into the Simpsons thing. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm fascinated. Yay. Okay. She's going to stay awake, folks. All right. So before we get into it, and because Deb left me for a week, um, now we're going to take a look at the life of this legend. (laughs) Okay. Well, because I always figure, I know about, I always think, oh, I know all about this Prince or whoever it is because, oh, I grew up in that time. Yeah, I knew yeah. nothing. All yeah. I knew was he sang Purple Rain and he sang Little Red Corvette and those things and whatever and the video a, showed. Yeah, a music genius. Exactly, but, which... Yeah. Anyway, so he was born Prince Rogers Nelson in Minneapolis, Minnesota on June 7th, 1958 to John Nelson and Maddie Shaw. They were both musicians, which is probably obviously where he got his interest in music at such a young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, his nickname in school was Skipper. I know. Can you stand it? <laughs> it, it just seems like, it's like if you had asked me, what is the last nickname you think Prince had <laughs> in high school? It would have been uh, Skipper. Skipper, yeah. <laughs> um. I'm assuming it was something as simple as he liked to skip. <laughs> I don't know. But he actually taught himself how to play piano, uh, guitar, and the drums by himself. Even though his parents were musicians, he taught himself how to play those. Wow. And in fact, by age seven, he had written his very first piece of music called Funk Machine. Wow. I know. I, I don't know if we can get our hands on it, but. No, I'm just thinking that would be the sort of like the mid-60s, right? So definitely ahead of his time i'm not sure when funk music was developed but i'm thinking like 70s yeah because he's i'm thinking actually late 60s into the early 70s i'm thinking but yeah that's still ahead maybe it's longer than we know yeah i guess we'll have to stick with this podcast long enough to find out so (laughs) skipper seemed to have a typical childhood although if you go by his movie purple rain it was not a peaceful household and Mm -hmm. his parents actually did divorce when he was 10 although somebody else said seven so Let's say eight and a half. 
Now, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> now, when Skipper hit high school, he played football and baseball, but evidently he was actually an incredible basketball player. Wow. Um, he was really so good, but the coach said, you know, he just never grew, and that was an issue. Uh, and so something actually may have come of his basketball career had he gotten a little height, but he didn't. I know, but sorry to interrupt already, but, um, (laughs) isn't there like, isn't there a position in basketball called like the playmaker and they're allowed to be, (laughs) (laughs) and they're sort of allowed to be on the shorter side because they have to like maneuver in and out of underneath all those elbows and armpits and stuff. I'm going to go with true. <laughs> However, I, you know, I forgot to write down what his height actually was, but he was, had a very small frame. He did. Uh, but he was very good. He was very good. Anyway, so something could have come of it, but um, okay. I think he preferred music anyway. Uh, so thankfully we got the Prince, the musician, not the NBA great. <laughs> By the way, right. Prince revealed years and years down the road that he was actually quite sickly when he was a child, oh. which I'm thinking might have to do with his height. Uh, and he was epileptic. epileptic. Oh. Yeah. Um, he says his parents didn't really know how to handle his seizures back then. Uh, oh but one day, when he was either seven or nine, again, <laughs> they have no Sorry. solid, solid answers. They both came up. He told his mother, um, again, after years of seizures, Mom, I'm not going to be sick anymore. And when she asked how he knew, he simply answered, an angel told me. <gasps> And that was that. He had no more seizures after that. Oh, my God. Amazing. Doesn't surprise me from Skipper. uh, From (laughs) From good old Skipper. (laughs) Uh, So now in junior high and high school, uh, Jimmy Jan had seen Skipper play and practice many times with people like Morris Day and Andre Simone. Uh, And if you didn't know, Jimmy Jam later became one of the most successful writer producers in the music industry. Mm, They're all from the same area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so by 17, Skipper had sent in a demo tape and he was signed on to the biggest label at the time, Warner Brothers, at 17 wow. years old, off of no. a demo tape. God. Can you hear uh, the dog barking? I do, but that's not my end. That's your it's, end. It is my end. Sorry The about motorcycle that. is due anytime now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. So by the age of 20, we're going to now switch from Spicker. Spicker. Skipper to Prince. Thank Prince you. Couldn't come first... soon enough. <laughs> yeah. Prince released his first album called For You. Mm-hmm. And although this album didn't do great, he did get two singles onto the Billboard Hot 100 hmm. um, entitled Soft and Wet and Just As Long As We're Together. Soft and Wet referring to your clothes once when they're just out of the washer but not quite in the dryer they're soft but there's i I didn't listen to it but i have to assume you're (laughs) right on track with that (laughs) sorry (laughs) good thing i make myself laugh (laughs) (laughs) oh we can do solo uh podcast now yeah (laughs) all right soft and wet laundry right and just as long as we're together Oh wait! Just now that sounded really. <laughs> that's I was like, oh, just as long as we're together. <laughs> okay, that could be people. the name of our podcast. That just I sums up our relationship. No, at least we know what the title of the d- episode is. <laughs> oh my god, my boobs are getting ready to sparkle. 
<laughs> oh, they have sound. I do. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it just gets better and better. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Shooting breasts. They gotta have pew pew sound. <laughs> no. Okay. Make me stop. Please slap me. Cyber slap me. Please. Back to Prince. Right. Okay. <laughs> so what was really incredible about the album that he made, you know, with the song Soft and Wet and Just As Long As We're Together, he did not have a band, which oh. means Prince played all the instruments and made all the arrangements on the album. It reminds me of Lenny Kravitz, but obviously Prince was long before Lenny Kravitz. But anyway, I just wanted to put that out there, but I'm going to stop now. Great job. Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I cannot, I can neither confirm nor deny if your facts are correct. <laughs> now, I've worked really hard on this. Okay. Prince played all the instruments, made all the arrangements, but because he had no band, he couldn't actually go out and perform live to promote his album. <laughs> can you imagine? You know, yeah. You know, like when they're on stage and they're like, and on drums. He's like, and he goes, one me. <laughs> and on lead guitar, uh, me again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go. Okay. So now, uh, by album number two in 1979, he had a band because it was getting exhausting <laughs> running around stage. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This album was aptly named Prince. Oh. And it did better and went platinum. Oh. Um, and from 1980 to 1982, he released three more albums, with each one getting more explicit than mm. the next. Softer and wetter. Exactly. <laughs> so his album, Dirty Mind, had tracks like Head and Sisters, and his album, Controversy, had Jack You Off. And of course, <laughs> in 1982, shush, he released 1999, which obviously sold over right. 3 million copies. Obviously, but Jack You Off, I don't think got the recognition the recognition it <laughs> clearly deserved. I, I do believe you'll be going on to, you know, iTunes, YouTube, whatever, just to catch up on all these. Yes? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So this was the beginning of the MTV era. And his song, Little Red Corvette, one of his past, was mm -hmm. one of the two. He was one of the two black artists in the rotation. You know how the MTV would play the same mm -hmm. few videos over and over again? Well, mm -hmm. it was his little red Corvette and the other being Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Right. So on a side note, do you remember when the censorship committee, PM, PRMC, started putting parental advisory stickers on any albums that they found, deemed mm -hmm. offensive? It was I do. big in the U.S. Did yeah, you no. guys? Yes, no, we you? have. We had parents in Canada, and we also had parental advisories. <laughs> okay. Well, sorry, yes. there was this whole, which comes back to a whole different topic. I remember I actually did a report on this in high school. Hmm. But the PMRC, it was, I'm going to say a bunch of ministers in this and that saying how offensive all these albums mm -hmm. were and everything. They were like Walmart started pulling albums off the shelf, and mm -hmm. they wouldn't, couldn't sell to people under 18 and all this oh, stuff. God, Yeah. Yeah, send me to a tizzy at that age. Um, well, Prince's songs were the inspiration for this. Oh. Well. <laughs> Al and Tipper Gore had heard their daughter singing Darling Nikki and sent them into a tizzy. And I guess they weren't big fans of self-love oh. or <laughs> promiscuity. God. But that's a great story for another day because that was a big deal. So mm. on to 1984, the Purple Rain era. Oh. <gasps> 
I know. Ugh, just I, I still hear those songs and I, they move me like they did. However, how, God, is that 40 years ago almost? <gasps> oh, shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Purple Rain. Oh. Are and, you serious? <laughs> well, isn't it? Yes. I mean, well, you, you made me do math. Make it stop. Yeah. Yes. yes. Anyway, so Purple Rain. Yeah, and actually when doing this, of course, after I'd be driving the car. I had to play Prince songs. Of course. Uh, so at this point, he formed the band The Revolution. Remember that? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also, at the same time, involved in a zillion side projects, like the mm-hmm. creation of um, The Time. Remember Mars Day and yes. The Time? Yes. And Vanity Six. Oh, God. You remember? Yes. Among other oh, things. God. Plus, we all know he created and starred in the box office smash hit Purple Rain. Yes. Which was a very, evidently a very loose interpretation of his life. Mm, the, okay. the home life and stuff. It wasn't as bad as it looked on film. So, oh, okay. Uh, and, you know, it grossed uh, over $70 million back then. That wow. Movie. Back then. That's a lot of money. <laughs> it, it, yes. Uh, Sorry. I know. I'm just, it's, it's mind blowing. But the thing is that here we are, you know, 40 later, uh, years later. Sorry to say that again still talking about it so i you know we can i just remember how powerful that film was it was something that i don't movie. know we we had never seen anything like it it was so um i don't know sensual but so moving and uh i don't know it just stuck with me i can't find the words oh yeah because <laughs> because it was 40 years ago and we're old yeah. uh- <laughs> Back when v- VHSs and VCRs came out, we always had movies playing in the house. All the, Like the TV never stopped. There was always something going into the VCR. Mm-hmm. And Purple Rain was one of those. But then after a while, the movie, <laughs> I get bored of the movie and I just keep skipping over to the songs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, back to the thing. He also wrote the soundtrack to the film, which was number one on the charts for 24 weeks, understandably, mm. and sold over 10 million copies. Wow. He also won an Academy Award for the Best Original Song and two Grammys for that same album. Mm. Um, and then a year later, in 85, Prince released Around the World in a Day. However, it's important to note he would not allow Warner Brothers to promote the songs or the album. Hmm. Oh, yeah, you're going to tell us why, I guess. Kind of. Well, this was <laughs> the beginning of Prince's unhappiness with Warner Brothers. Okay. We'll get back to that. Mm-hmm. So in 86, he released Parade. And this is the last album that the revolution plays on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Purple Rain did so good. Let's do another movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Famous last yeah. words. Uh-huh. Maybe he should have stuck with that one and done thing. Because this artsy black and white film under the cherry moon was a huge flop. Mm. If I saw it, I don't remember. I kind of think I started it and clicked it off. I don't think but I ever the- saw it. Evidently, the premise of this, Prince played a French gigolo wooing God, this was Kristen Scott Thomas. Oh, right. God. Yeah, I can't see the two of them together, but I, I guess know. that's why, you know, evidently nobody else could either. So although it garnered some awards, I wouldn't rush to go see it. The awards were Worst mm. Director, oh. Worst Actor, oh. and, worst ori- and Worst Original Song, which was Love or Money Cause, oh. by the Razzies. You know, the Razzies. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> so those Kristen, were the awards one. Imagine comparing Kristen, was it Kristen Scott Turner? Is that her name? Kristen With Scott Thomas. Thomas, sorry. Um, to, was it Apollonia who played his love interest? I know. On, <gasps> that made like, sense. God, she was stunning. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. 
Carry on. <laughs> yeah. 1987 brought Sino the Times. It was a double album with several hits and sold over 3.2 million copies. And Prince decides he wants to get back to his R&B roots and begins to record this thing called the Funk Bible. Mm-hmm. Later called the Black Album. Most of the lyrics on this album had to do with his Seventh-day Adventist upbringing. Oh. And his yeah. later separation of religion as an adult. Hmm. Um, and just as Warner Brother was about to release like 400,000 copies of this album, Prince mm-hmm. changed his mind. And he said he recorded it out of anger and made it uh, made it for the, all the wrong reasons. So he wouldn't allow Warner Brothers to release it. Wow. Uh, and told them to release this other album set instead called Love Sexy. God. Uh, well, Love Sexy did not do good at all. Mm-hmm. Partly because, ready for this one? The album was one long track. Oh, he was indulging some sort of artistic <laughs> liberty, I think. Yeah, well, I don't know. because of this, the radio stations didn't have any tracks that they could play on the air. Yeah. Because it was just one giant song. And the cover art was Prince Naked, which at the time, no record stores would carry it. Right. So not going to sell much. Yeah. Um. So in 1989, he did a lot on like Tim Burton's Batman. Okay. And he also created the follow-up uh, movie to Purple Rain called Graffiti Bridge. You know that I had no idea there was a follow-up movie to Purple Rain, but I do remember the Batman thing now that you mention it. Exactly. When I read yeah. them, I'm like, oh, God, yeah. I remember there was some sort of video with him. Yes. And, yeah, and a Batman, Batman. song. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Prince wasn't in purple. He was, like, dressed up, like, in a bat. I don't know. I can't I remember, remember right? but I, I can clearly envision it without being able to describe anything. It's, like, right back here. Yeah. You know, it's, like, just a, a glimpse. Chris is pointing to her head, everyone. She means the back of her head because she forgets that only we can see each other. I meant in my heart. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, go on. Anyway, the soundtrack did do good, but the movie, well, uh, earned five Razzies. Again, I'm talking about Graffiti Bridge. Right. Not Batman because that probably blew every other movie out of the water. Exactly. Let's get back. We were talking about the... Uh, yes. Follow up to Purple Rain Graffiti Bridge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this one earned five Razzies um, <laughs> this time, so don't rush out to see it. <laughs> then in 1990, Diamonds and Pearls came out, resulting in a double platinum success and six and a six album, one hundred million dollar deal with Warner Brothers. Huh. Now looking back, he probably shouldn't have signed. He began to feel that Warner Brothers wasn't releasing his albums fast enough. And to be fair, I had. No idea, but holy crap. Prince literally created new music daily. (gasps) He was never not creating. He's written thousands of songs and music, and nobody could ever keep up. (laughs) I I feel like that's almost like torture to be that creative, you know? Like just having to get all that out. And, and, oh, I just can't even imagine the, his brilliance and his, um, no, because his constant, not. well, exactly. Because <laughs> it takes one to know one. And also, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, bad. Warner Brother, of course, they want to put on albums, send out singles, you know, yeah. earn their money, then put the next one. He just wanted them coming out. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like crazy. Oh, yeah. So my opinion aside, Prince also felt they were not marketing or promoting his albums well. Mm-hmm. And that's why his new album in 92, Love Symbol, did not do well. 
There was also a dispute over money and rights to his music. And from what I understand, he was creating a recording Mm -hmm. uh, in his own studio. Mm -hmm. And I think by then, I think he was in uh, Paisley Park. Right. Yes. Warner Warner Brothers was not just profiting, but owned the rights to uh, his music. Mm -hmm. So when he couldn't get out of his contract, because he felt like he was producing it, he was writing it. And yet Warner Brothers owned everything, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Now, I know you're going to remember this part. So when he couldn't get out of his contract, uh, he was seen around town with the word slave written on his face. Mm. Remember that little stint? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then shortly after that, Prince changed his name to a symbol. Right. Uh, It was like a mix between a male and female gender symbol. Mm -hmm. So why a symbol, you ask? Mm -hmm. Do you remember? Bet you don't. I, I remember asking. I just don't remember the answer. <laughs> okay. Let me explain yeah. it if I can. All well, right. as I said, Warner Brothers owned his name. They owned his oh. name while he was under contract, which mm. means anything that he makes with his name on it, they will profit from him. Oh, my God. So the symbol has no name. So therefore, Warner Brothers couldn't, anything with that symbol on it, they didn't profit from. That's incredible. I mean, it makes sense. It almost it sounds does. too simple, though, you know? like I know. What an easy way to solve the problem, although it wasn't easy because I know it was very hard for him to support that. Right. Um, I mean, the whole thing was, you know, crazy. It was crazy, but isn't it also crazy to think that anything that he created belonged to somebody else? That's like... I, get, I know. But it, then he signed the contract. So. Yeah, I know. I guess, um, yeah, he needed better uh, consultation, I guess, on his contracts. Oh, right. Well, I mean, and if you think back to, I think it was like the 50s and 60s, how the music companies owned all these singers and everything. You know, yeah. I think Prince was the beginning of trying to change all that. Right. I was going to say Prince, that. Uh, yeah. I think that was the time when everyone started saying, wait a minute, this isn't right. <laughs> we did all this. How can we not own our own art? Yeah. You know? Exactly. So anyway, so the symbol has no name. So fans and publications and everything scrambled to call him something. And they came up with the artist formerly known as Prince or simply the artist. Mm -hmm. So because he actually still was not released from his contract, Prince filled his obligations by putting out a bunch of of subpar crap albums. Mm. And in 1996, he was free. Mm. Uh, Side note, when Prince was fighting with Warner Brothers, George Michael was also fighting with Sony over... uh, rights to his music. I remember that. And I remember him in one of his videos, instead of he was wearing headphones, that instead of saying Sony, they wrote phony. I just remember that the other day <laughs> oh, for I some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fun fact. Good job. You, good thing I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so now that Prince is free, the first thing Prince releases is a three disc set called Emancipation. Mm-hmm. Funny enough. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Which sold about half a million. Uh, and 14 months later, his five-disc set, uh, Crystal Ball, this was three discs of bootleg stuff or, you know, shelved stuff, one yeah. album titled The Truth, and one titled Karma Sutra. Mm-hmm. And from 1999, 2003, he re- released eight more albums. God. He's... He also created a new stream of income from his online music streaming service, NPG Music Club. And this is where he would release new songs and new albums to his subscribers on top of everything that he's releasing elsewhere. 
was he the first person, you might not know the answer to this, but I feel like, was he the first person to stream and to like generate profit from, I don't know. Yeah, no idea. Online. Yeah, no, but I feel they like he say he was, so right. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I feel like if he was, it would be mentioned many times that he was the one who created this idea. Yeah. But. I guess so. He just seems like he's always ahead of the game and he's such a prolific creator. Yeah. Um, it just wouldn't surprise me if he was one of the first people to sort of jump on that, you know? Yeah, I think he was one of the first. I don't think he was the first, but one of yeah. the first. That, but I mean, think about it. He's, he released eight albums between 99 2003, and he was doing the new songs and new albums to his subscribers. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Um, and for whatever reason, it was later called Lotus Flower, the site. I don't know if you know, it was. So okay. in 2004, the first year he was uh, eligible – Prince was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. uh, and he also signed a one-year contract with Columbia Records, and he released Mixology album. This mm-hmm. is like, at this point, number album number 28-ish. I don't know. Yeah. I lost count. God. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, I know. And then he was going to release Planet Earth, but he failed to tell Columbia about this deal that he made with um, a Sunday paper in England. Because mm-hmm. overseas, the Sunday paper will give out like free CDs and free oh. uh, movies, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he Prince agreed to allow the newspaper to release a copy to its 2 million customers for free with the <gasps> Sunday paper of his brand new CD. <sighs> Columbia wasn't very happy over it, but, uh, eh. you know, I think, but he was only with them for a year. Oh. Um, also that same year, he was the halftime show at the Super Bowl. Oh, and this is the only one in history, this is weird, where it rained buckets. <gasps> and of course, what was the song that he had to do there, right? Purple Rain. Purple Rain. No way. <laughs> yep. Wait, 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 wait a second. The rain wasn't purple, was it? Well, but, but, technically, yes, because the lights were all purple. Okay. So. You see, there you go. Were there yep. sparkles? But you would think that they planned that. <laughs> uh, yeah, seriously. And it's Prince. I'm sure they were. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Then he released his album called 3121 and along with it a new perfume with the same name because he must be bored and have to do something new. Exactly. Uh, and to be honest, the amount of songs and albums he was releasing, I seriously couldn't make heads or tails out of how many he released. Yeah. I just know it was a shit ton and he was raking yeah. it though. Wow. And now I get why they kept calling him legendary. Mm, I didn't exactly. get it before. I get it when I looked up all this. So... Before, I just gave Little Red Corvette and Purple Rain credit, but holy hell, he was something. And for the record, in 2015, he released Hit and Run, and in 2016, the last album was Hit and Run 2. Okay. Which it sounds like a bunch of hits, but... Now, on to his controversial death. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a drink of water. Take a drink of water. Uh, everybody just know that Chris is now drinking from her water glass. I've uh, placed she will- the water glass down, and I'm ready. And very quietly. Well done. Thank you. And it's okay. a glass on a coaster too. Go figure. Smart. Oh, wow, aren't you the lady? <laughs> I'm sitting on my bathroom floor and you've got a glass with a coaster. <laughs> but you have a... <laughs> Listen, a bit of a some coaster. of us are just bougie like that. <laughs> now, on to his controversial death. Listen up. There are two versions of his death. Oh. Both basically the same, but once is accidental and once oh. is murder. Okay, so now let's take a look. We shouldn't be making light because 
No, we but shouldn't, but it's, it's, it's been so many years. And I mean, I, yeah. I just found it very interesting. And yeah. I think you'll see in the end, it's okay. It is what it is. So <laughs> let's take a look. What we all know is Prince was found on April 21st, 2016 at the age of 57 in his Paisley Park home and mm-hmm. uh, recording studio in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. The official cause of death was an accidental overdose of the opioid fentanyl. Now, this was a shock to people who knew him because mm-hmm. he was a staunch vegetarian, very big into clean eating. Mm-hmm. And many people close to him, band members, family, ex-girlfriends, all said he didn't take drugs. Uh, he was raised a Seventh-day Adventist, as I told you. But in 2001, he actually became a Jehovah's Witness. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, he was known to knock door to door and spread mm-hmm. the word. Like in wow. 2001, he was Prince. No he wasn't just nobody. Yeah. He wasn't Skipper. He was <laughs> Prince. <laughs> hey, hey, Skipper was someone, okay? He was. Okay, but he wasn't Prince. And he certainly wasn't, he wasn't a symbol. In 2001, he was Prince. <laughs> he was He was Prince. But to be honest, I never, it, it never, he never seemed to be one of those artists who was involved in drugs or anything like that. Like it surprises me too, to be honest. Yeah. Fentanyl. Yeah. It did. yeah. Hmm. Um, and he actually, he, you know, everyone remembers he didn't tolerate any drug use of any kind in his band. Yeah. Uh, and they say that he broke up with, remember he was dating Vanity? Yes. Oh, um, but she liked to get high. So he, supposedly he broke up with her because of that. Yeah. Um, mm. And back in the 80s, when everyone else was using cocaine to stay awake and to work and record, Prince was actually using cake. Oh, I'd like some cake. I Cake is good. Um, oh. When he was sluggish. He'd slice another piece of cake, and it was usually vanilla with chocolate frosting. Wow. But you see, why couldn't he just have that one piece and be okay? He always had to have that extra slice. But you know Um, what? What? You know what? After all this, you're going to remember he liked vanilla cake with chocolate frosting. That's what you're going to get out of this whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Skipper likes vanilla cake with chocolate (laughs) frosting. Can't what? Say it. <laughs> uh, by the way, in Canada, we don't say frosting. We say icing, just so you know. Bougie, bougie. Lala. with icing, please. Which reminds me. So that's the official report. Left a lot of questions in people about his death. Now, it had been reported that Prince had been suffering from the flu, from flu-like symptoms for weeks. Yes. Quite bad, as he had to actually cancel some dates from his piano and a microphone tour. And in fact, on the 14th, he played a show in Atlanta, and even though he didn't feel great. And after the show, Prince got on his plane, but they had to make an emergency landing in Illinois as he felt that bad. Oh, God. Uh, So he was treated at the hospital and released about three hours later. Mm -hmm. So a popular theory is Prince could have died from a chem flu. Okay, what's that? I'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, he also, along with another celebrity, Merle Haggard, who passed away April 6th, 2016, from double pneumonia. So now, Deb, you did mention what is a chem flu. Mm-hmm. Well, it mimics the flu. And if you go to the doctor, they'll usually tell you, oh, it's the mystery flu. Mm-hmm. Because the flu vaccine is ineffective against it. And because... Oh. It is actually not a virus, but it mimics one with an upper respiratory infection with coughing, wheezing, body aches, pains, lymphatic congestion. You mean my my everyday? Or Deb. (laughs) Uh, And it often lasts for weeks versus days for a normal flu. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Uh, and this is said to be caused by chemtrails. I don't, now stick with what, me. Okay, I'm just going to see how I'm going to stick. stick with me. This is stick not a conspiracy theory episode. This is just what is being said out there and the reasons people are questioning his death. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go deep into it because this is one of the yeah. um, conspiracy theories. Right. Um, I've heard about chemtrails forever. I'm, you know. You know when I heard about a chemtrail first time? Right now. Right now. Deb, this is why I'm here. <laughs> I have thank been brought the into Lord. Your life. <laughs> oh, thank God I found you. <laughs> and I knew that you'd say, so what is a chemtrail? Yeah. And why do people think that Prince and Merle Haggard may have been suffering from it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you ever looked up in the sky and seen an airplane and the vapors coming behind it? Yes. But they don't like seem to evaporate? Well, they leave like a trail. Right. And, right? But there's many of them, like they crisscross the many vapor trails, and they crisscrossing the sky, like so. There should be like fifty planes up there. I had no, no. You, I, I've you, seen you, one plane with one vapor trail. Yeah, I know where you live, and you need to look at your sky more often. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I prefer to as look at you're my driving feet. down the road, you're going to yes. look up at the sky now, and you're going to notice there are times when it's not one line. Uh-huh. But there's like six, seven lines like cr- crisscrossing, similar to like tic-tac-toe boards or something like that. Right. Okay. Uh, anyway, many, pe- many, many people believe that these are chemical trails made up of chemical agents that change or alter the environment or the emotional, mental, and physical uh, state of the people below. Oh, that explains everything. See? Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, so we understand scientists say chemtrails are actually what they actually call contrails, okay. uh, which is frozen condensation from airplanes that, which contrails are normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and this condensation from airplanes at high al- altitudes. Okay. That's normally what you see. Okay. Um, when you're looking up the sky, the difference between a chemtrail and a contrail mm-hmm. is a contrail creates a whitish line that melts when the sun hits yes. it. Okay. Whereas a chemtrail leaves a very long trail that dissipates slowly, kind of sideways, not evaporating, but like spreading into each other and kind of turns dirty gray. Oh, God. Okay, now I have You'll notice next time. No, oh, you have. Oh. You just didn't pay attention. Um, I was too busy being po- <laughs> poisoned by the atmosphere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So there are lots and lots of info about controls out there. But again, I don't want to turn into a conspiracy there because I could go very... Mm-hmm. Very far into it, but that's basically what it is. All right. But do keep in mind, this theory isn't just pulled out of the air, so to speak. There <laughs> have been numerous government papers written about controlling weather with contrails and controlling global warming going back as far as 1964. So it's mm-hmm. not an unheard of, like, something pulled out of anywhere. The government no, no, no. has used, mm-hmm. you know, air <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right it's the damn stuff again uh there is a pretty good page called activistpost.com with tons of articles and links to various papers and sites and movies all talking about the history of chemtrails and geoengineering mm-hmm. uh, and don't forget going as far back as the 50s and 60s long before the idea of conspiracy conspiracy theories came around uh wait a second there were sorry we didn't have conspiracy theories before the 50s and 60s not like they do now. There could have been one or, I mean, 
No, we did. I'm sure there were some, but not like this. You well, know, we didn't we have, have the internet. We probably right. had them. We just didn't have a way to disseminate them. They could have just they could have just made a chemtrail about them, and that would have disseminated them all over the world. Right. The sky. <laughs> Sorry. Well, so anyway, like I said, there were a series of secret germ warfare tests done in Britain where airborne chemicals were sprayed all over the citizens in their land. And in 1950, poor San Francisco was sprayed with a chemical agent just to see what would happen if there was a bioweapon attack in a populated area. Wow. So don't poo-poo queen. everything. You know? I'm not going to poo-poo. I just, you know, but then the queen gets a, a, a rainbow spray. Like, what the <laughs> Maybe hell? I just assumed she was going over the rainbow bridge, like they say for the puppies. <laughs> but okay, uh. you this that. <laughs> and anyway, so that's what we, those are only a couple things we know about, but there's lots of government papers that get released all the time that okay. prove that there's more up there. Anyway, so again, this is, what's this got to do with Pearl, Pearl, Pearl and <laughs> Prince? <laughs> Otherwise known as Pearl. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> they came together for a cause. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Well, some believe, as I said, they were both suffering from a chem flu or more nefarious reasons. <laughs> See? <laughs> the way you said I thought you were going like, to use a different terminology. And <laughs> sorry. Oh, Chris is drinking her water, everybody. Yeah, well. Okay. <laughs> It was a little early for wine, but if this keeps going, I'm putting it on pause. Oh, uh. boy. Yeah, sorry. Go on. Go on. I like how... Okay, can I just interrupt again? Uh-huh. You Yesterday, you were like, okay, Deb, this is going to be a long episode. Just be forewarned. There will be no interrupting. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I'm like, no, well, I'm, when I said no, let you chat, I already meant in the beginning. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. You were meant to... You have to discuss it. Yeah. You're going to zone out and look. So oh, I got to clean my toilet. Yeah. Oh, it's um, right beside me. I would know. I know. Let me get that done. Oh, my legs need to shave. Let me do that again. <laughs> oh, did that last night. Anyway. <laughs> oh, thanks yeah. for doing it ahead of time. Anyway. <laughs> so we all believe that they're suffering from this chem flu or like we said, more nefarious reasons. <laughs> See, both Stop. Prince and Merle were quite outspoken <laughs> about many things and chemtrails happened to be one of them. Mm. Now, Prince was seen talking about it. Um, um, one of his very rare TV interviews mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. back in 2009. It took mm-hmm. me forever to find it. And then when I did, I found it all the time. <laughs> it was called The Travis Smiley Show. He expressed he was listening to this um, civil rights activist, uh, Dick Gregory, about it and many other things. And mm-hmm. Prince was really angry as it made sense to him everything this man was saying. Mm-hmm. And you can find the video with just a little bit of looking. Um, in fact, both he and Merle both wrote about chemtrails in some songs that they wrote. Hmm. Prince talks about them in his songs, Dreamer and The War. Hmm. And Merle wrote about it in What I Hate. And <laughs> to I the know, point. evidently, chemtrails. <laughs> Those <laughs> and, damn chemtrails. <laughs> the name of the song, yeah. And um, if that isn't enough, when Prince passed, Alex James told two million res- listeners... I forget who Alex James was. I think he was a radio host. Anyway, okay. he had like 2 million listeners. Like us. And he said to them on the air that the singer died from a weaponized flu caused by chemtrails. Oh. Not by... Um, fentanyl. Fentanyl. Fentanyl, sorry. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, I also read that... Per- uh, Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> I also read that Prince and Merle... Uh, both thought chemtrails were responsible for a rise in respiratory illnesses. Now, I'm not saying COVID nothing, COVID nothing, but, you know. Yeah. 
they were, some say co- they, something. <laughs> right. So maybe they had to go. I'm just saying. <laughs> Wait Nefarious. <laughs> uh, but it, which I mean, a lot of people say COVID was spread by chemtrails because of how oddly it was spread. But again, this is not a conspiracy theory episode, so I won't get into it. No, no, yeah. But that is one of the things. There's also one more theory from TruthKing.com that um, Prince they feel like Prince uh, was suffering from the flu, so maybe uh, Prince was given the flu shot and had a bad reaction, or got heavy doses of Tamiflu, and Tamiflu with epilepsy can be deadly. So there's those theories. So if it wasn't chemtrails or a government hitman or Tamiflu, is it possible that a man that would leave a swear jar in his studio Mm. uh, and go door to door trying to convert people to become a Jehovah's Witness have a drug addiction even though he was completely against it? Mm -hmm. Uh, So many have said that they didn't even see him take an aspirin. Yeah. Well, it turns out it could be possible. Come to find out, Prince suffered from chronic hip and knee pain. A lot of it coming from the fact that he danced and jumped around on stage for years and years in high heels. Hmm. Um, But also because back in 1984, he was preparing for his Purple Rain tour. Mm -hmm. And they had the idea that um, was for him to sit in a bathtub that was hoisted up 10 feet Mm -hmm. off the ground and he would play his song. Mm-hmm. Remember, I think when doves cry, I think he was in the oh, bathtub. God, I think I that's that what song. the idea was. Yeah. However, the tub broke and it sent him <gasps> flying down to the floor. And oh. since then, his back and hips hurt ever since. Oh, God. That sentence was a horrible <clears throat> sentence, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, so shortly after that, he actually slipped and he hurt his knees, too. God, he now, is my kind is of person. <laughs> yeah. So somewhere in the late 80s, around 88, when he was between religions, there was actually rumors that for whatever reason, Prince had begun doing ecstasy and hallucinogenics with his girlfriend at the time, Ingrid mm-hmm. Chavez. Mm-hmm. And this is also the time when he was making that black album. Remember the, mm-hmm. um, that he changed his mind on? He yeah. yeah. His, well, it is believed that he was on ecstasy when he decided to pull the black album off okay. and replace it with love sexy, which again, by all accounts was a total flop. Right. Prince's keyboard player, Morris Hayes, was shocked when he saw Prince uh, dabbling in drugs and actually brought it up to him. Prince denied taking anything, but then the unthinkable happened. Prince didn't show up to work the next day or for the next week. Huh. Which was, again, he, like, yes. he never stopped creating. Yeah. Uh, so when asked, Prince gave like very vague answers about uh, chilling out and mm. very, un- very, very uncharacteristic for him because uh, he had a very strict work ethic and yeah, favored from it. So for Morris, he thinks he probably did a little stint in rehab to snap out of it. Okay. Uh, and as I said before, 2001, he became a Jehovah's Witness. So I don't think he was doing drugs recreationally, but just about everyone knew the physical pain he was in. Mm. And he didn't like doctors, so most assume he was probably self-medicating. Mm-hmm. Having a smaller frame, probably overprescribed. Oh. His back, hips, and legs were killing him. And in the end, his hands were killing him because his tour um, was called Piano on a Microphone. Mm-hmm. And he was on the piano the whole time. God, I can't even imagine. <clears throat> you you and your arthritic hands probably can't. Uh, so, honestly, And I don't even... <laughs> play anything 
<laughs> so remember a week before he died, he had to make an emergency landing because his flu was getting really bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, popular reports are saying he was actually unresponsive in the airplane and given a double shot of Narcan at the hospital. Oh Other reports God. say he was suffering from the flu and was given fluids and vitamins. Mm. Nothing's official. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whatever the case, his bodyguard said that he had been looking really frail. And uh, in his prime, when he was healthy, he was probably like 145 pounds. Mm-hmm. But when he passed, he was 107. Oh, my God. Uh, wow. So the le- in the weeks leading up to his death, he had been saying things like, uh, done all he could do on this earth and saying he felt bad and depressed. Mm. Uh, document from the investigation says he had ex- been in excruciating pain and suffering from health issues for months. He had oh. been nauseous, tingling in his arm, numbness in his legs. Prince's longtime friend, Kirk Johnson, actually knew that Prince had a problem, although he didn't understand the extent of perhaps the problem that he had. Mm-hmm. And this friend had contacted Dr. Howard Kornfeld. Uh, he was an opioid drug addiction counselor. Um, and the drug could, the drug, the doctor couldn't make it out. And so the doctor sent his son, who was in the same field, to uh, Minneapolis to discuss a treatment plan. But mm-hmm. it was too late. Prince's body was found at the elevator that morning in his Paisley Park home, unresponsive. He was pronounced dead at 10.07 a.m. So upon investigation, the musician's home was actually filled with pill bottles scattered Mm. everywhere. All the pills mixed up together, bundles Mm. of cash, numerous vitamins and supplements, a Bible, a dictionary, a pile of white powder, Mm. and his library card. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I was going to say, where's that damn library card? I I mean, you mentioned everything. (laughs) I know. Okay. As long as that was accounted for. Yep. Uh, the pills found in his body were believed to be vicodin, vicodin laced with fentanyl. Okay. Uh, basically fake vicodin. And investigators looked everywhere to figure out where he got them. They checked, they turned over Walgreens, everything, mm-hmm. and they couldn't figure out where he obtained them from. A very odd article I found at the mm-hmm. nzherald.co.nz, so a New mm-hmm. Zealand paper, mm-hmm. claimed they actually have an interview with Prince's former drug dealer. Now, this mm-hmm. is the only place I saw this. Mm-hmm. Um, and this drug dealer said, which might be true, might not be, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the New Zealand Herald is a decent paper, you know, so I'm okay. thinking there's something to it. Yeah. Um, he was sure Prince died of opioid use. This dealer supposedly said he sold drugs to Prince from ni- 1984 to 2008. What? And Prince would spend up to $40,000 on a six-month supply of uh, dilaudid pills and fentanyl patches. Uh, he said the singer was majorly addicted. God. Well, before I end this crazy long episode, I want to leave you with some personal Prince facts. Mm-hmm. Because what's a few more minutes, right? What's a few more minutes on what's Today We Laughed and Learned? <laughs> um, number one, Prince was an extremely private person, mm-hmm. um, which is probably nobody could, if he was truly addicted to yeah. um, painkillers, and he was so passionate about his music and everything else. You probably he was so private you didn't know what was happening. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he was married twice. The first time he was married to Mile Garcia. She was twenty two. He was thirty seven. Hmm. And on October sixteenth, Prince and Garcia had a baby boy. <gasps> remember really? that? No. Well, you didn't remember this. I remember. No. Yeah. Um. His name was Amir, which is Arabic for Prince. 
Sadly, Amir was born with a very rare genetic defect called Pfeiffer syndrome number two. And that left him severely deformed. And sadly, he passed away six days later. And then about a year later, they had a miscarriage. And this actually, this all proved too much for the marriage. And they divorced Mm -hmm. in 2000. Mm -hmm. Uh, Garcia felt that he was actually never able to handle the grief from losing his son. Mm-hmm. And after they divorced, Prince actually had every reminder of her and their baby removed from the house and burned. And in wow. 2001, Prince married Manuela Test- Testolini. Uh, that too ended in divorce in 2006. Mm-hmm. However, they divorced on friendly terms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Uh, the first wife had written a book mm-hmm. and she had described how the you know the, how deformed their son was and how mm. he could barely breathe and everything oh. and uh and from what i understand is that yes there were complications they knew it the whole time but because mm-hmm. of prince's jehovah's witness religion <gasps> they were uh. never able to do an amniocentesis okay. to find out exactly what was wrong mm-hmm. so they mm-hmm. thought maybe dwarfism would be the issue right but because they didn't have the amnio they couldn't t- otherwise they would have right. known exactly right, right, right. what was wrong Oh, God. Um, number two, Prince was actually a very, and I'm not surprised at all, was a very, very charitable man. But you oh. would never know it. He almost always donated anonymously. Wow. That doesn't surprise me either. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Projects like City of Hope, Elton John's AIDS Foundation, Harlem Children's Zone, Jazz Fe- Federation, or Foundation, Elevated Hope Foundation, Edith Covey wow. Memorial Scholarship, Helping and Loving Orphans, PETA, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And these are only the ones that we know about. Yeah, uh, yeah. He also had his own charity, Love for One Another. Aww. He just, he they say he gave tons of money. Amazing. Uh, he was also very vocal about the things he saw unjust, like uh, racial equality, the system, mm-hmm. questioning things like chemtrails, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and upon Prince's death, there was a secret vault found in his Paisley Park home. Oh, was that where the library card was? No, that was outside near the big pile of white. Okay. What great treasures were inside? Mm. Over 8,000 unreleased songs. <gasps> this vault was filled to the max with all his recording, unreleased recorded material. Oh, my God. Yeah. That beats a library card any day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> that even beats sparkle boobs. I know. It really does. I'm sorry. That's not I'm, now. No, no. It's okay. so number five prince died without a will it took six years to settle his 156 million dollar estate between his six half siblings which i really feel is really sad because he was such a giving guy to all these charities and i don't i don't know but i don't think they benefited if he had left a will yeah, yeah if he had left a will i bet a large chunk of that money would have gone towards the charities yeah, I've, I'm just shocked that he didn't have a will. I'm absolutely yeah. flabbergasted. Um, yeah, I, f- I find that really interesting, especially since you said that, you know, the last days of his life, he was saying, you know, I've done sort of all I can do here on this earth. He seemed mm-hmm. to have like an inkling, which, you know, might be common for people who are passing to have some sort of inkling that their, you know, their final days are here. So I really, I, I feel like he, there was a reason that he didn't have a will. I don't think it was just an oversight. Yeah, who knows? Maybe he just yeah. felt like, you know, minute you write one, you're, you know, you've written yeah. your destiny or something. Who knows? Exactly. But I have he no idea if it has to do with his faith either. I have no idea. I who know. Knows? 
Yeah. But I mean, you think about six years to settle between six half siblings. Yeah. And who knows uh, if, you know, he would have wanted them to have. Right. Um, but, you know, as an extremely intelligent person, I think he would have known what would happen um, if he didn't leave a I'm will. I'm surprised so. like his business manager and everybody else I wasn't know. on him. Like, That's- dude, you got to do something here. I know that's what I feel, but I don't think Prince is the kind of person who would leave something like that to chance. So I find, yeah. I feel like there's some reasoning behind it that we will never know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Should have gotten on it. Anyway, number six, before his death, he was working on a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, as early as, as soon as four days before, actually. He was wow. still, you know, uh, it was called Beautiful Ones. It did get finished up. Um, oh. And it's supposed to be very, very good. Oh, uh, wow. So if you think about it, check it out. Yeah. Uh, he had also, number seven, had been talking to Netflix about a reality show at Paisley Park. Mm. And number eight, he also never, o- or he didn't own a cell phone. <gasps> no way. Mm-hmm. He didn't own a cell phone. <laughs> it got hacked one time when he had one, and he didn't yeah. own one since then. You had to contact him through email or, uh, <laughs> or a regular cell phone. <laughs> Tell us cell phone. Wow, that's incredible. Also, it also doesn't surprise me, though, for him. Like he seems like the kind of person. Yeah. That's incredible. What a fascinating person. Okay. Yeah. So that's it for me. As (gasps) usual, I start one way, end up another. (laughs) On the Simpsons episode, I did. uh, It showed Homer killing Prince because the government told him to. So that was kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. When I first read it, it was like he just killed Prince. But no, it was because government agents had told him to, which of course goes back to the chemtrail thing. Of course. uh, (laughs) So it was kind of funny. Uh, now, I don't believe the government did him in or Merle Haggard. Um, the only record I see of Prince actually discussing chemtrails is in that one interview. And that was back in 2009. Now, I do believe he talked about those things since then. But he was he was so low key. Like he was right. he barely talked about anything. So I don't see why anybody, think, anybody would think he was a great ha- um, hazard, you know? Right. Exactly. Spreading the word, you know, one Again, to, uh, once every five years when he opened his mouth kind of thing. Right. And he didn't come up with the two songs and Merle Haggard didn't come up with the one song like, you know, two weeks yeah. before they died. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been out there. Uh, yeah, exactly. Was it the chem flu? Maybe. There's a lot of shit in the air. Our water, our environment, so... By the sounds of it, he was battling something. Yeah. Or not. I wasn't there, but <laughs> it sounds like it. He was definitely sick of something. So, yeah. Uh, but I don't think, you know, anyone personally poisoned Prince. I don't think, uh, I don't think the, the doctors walked in and killed him and then put on the cameras and saw them finding his body and stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh- We'll never know, but it's just it's it's just incredible because the last thing I would have thought is that um, he was on drugs, but now there seems to be a little bit of evidence to show that that might have been the case. It seems uh, like it. I don't say, you know, I think that it sadly was actually yeah. what it is. And it wasn't, I don't think, you know, like they said, it wasn't, he wasn't Mr. Recreational. He wasn't like living it up. He was just suffering. And I think yeah. he was just trying to uh, self-medicate and he got a bad batch. Yeah. Oh. Well, I definitely didn't know most of that. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Thank you for that. That was fantastic. And um, I like bringing, you know, it's, it's exactly like you said in the beginning, like you you know these people are incredibly brilliant and incredibly prolific and geniuses, but then, you know, you only you <laughs> sit down and actually do the research. It's like, okay, so that's why. So that was amazing to learn all about that and to... Um, 
person. I feel like he was a gift. Like I think he was gifted in many ways. Oh, I think so. I think so. And I almost think, I think I've said this before, but, and I, I can't like, you know, sort of substantiate this, but I feel, almost feel like being such a gifted, talented person is almost like a curse. Like I just almost can't like a burden. Even, yeah. Yes, exactly. And you wonder, like he had 8,000 songs in his vault. I know. Do you remember but, making any of those? <laughs> oh my God. But also you know? like, I mean, just the, and, I, and I'm sure that he put emotion, you know, this is like every time you write a song or a lyric or, or anything, you know, you're, you're revealing, you're exposing a part of yourself, like something's coming up, like you must have an incredible psyche and like, um, and you mentality must be, to be able to deal with all of that emotion and all of that creativity coming up constantly. And you I must just, be like, I won't say educated, but um, your eyes must be very open to absolutely. the world around you. Because yeah. what he'd sing about and write about and everything. I mean, you yes. can't, you know, you have, you take it from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Very observant, very well, brilliant. Absolutely. His, his and brain processed in ways that ours certainly ours doesn't. Ours obviously <laughs> are not. We don't even know if our brains process at all, but they certainly don't process like princes did. <laughs> so wow. sadly, he's gone. Um, he is gone, um, but hopefully to a better place. <laughs> but yeah. Hopefully his pain is uh, past him. Yeah, it sounds wow. like he was, I think about it, I mean, if since 1984. In, I, I think I read he did actually have surgery on his hip at one point, but it didn't. It He was in just as much pain afterwards. Yes. Oh, that's a shame. Oh. Well, thank you. This was amazing. Um, yeah, I love uh, certainly learning about anything I don't know and certainly anything to do with the 80s and certainly anything to do with musical genius and certainly anything to do with names that, you know, as you said, you know, we think we know something about, but we don't. So thank right. you, Chris. That was amazing. And thank <laughs> all of you, you liked it. for joining us. I really did. Thank you. Yeah, it wasn't as it wasn't nearly as long as you. You scared me. I thought it was going to be really long. I thought I was going to be sleeping in this bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, it sounds like that book, Beautiful Ones, sounds very good. So if anybody okay. Okay. didn't know about it, it, I'm not sure when it came out, is to definitely hop onto Amazon or to your local bookstore mm -hmm. and go check mm -hmm. it out. It, or better yet, go to your local library. Keep libraries alive. <laughs> and Thank on that you, note. And on uh, that note, new merch. Keep libraries alive. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, on that note, keep your local podcasters alive by donating. <laughs> <laughs> well, all you have to do, actually, as I mentioned at the beginning, is uh, hit that subscribe button and uh, leave a rating so that we are, um, you know, our new episodes are... Uh, whatever presented to you as soon as they come up and also so that some new people might be able to happen onto our podcast and enjoy us right along with you. That would be fantastic. Don't forget that you can follow us on Instagram at Today We Laughed and Learned and Twitter at Today We Laughed. I'm not mentioning Facebook because I'm not really sure what's going on there, but I think that Twitter None and Instagram, do. exactly, we're just going to leave Facebook out of this. Um, <laughs> and uh, you could always email us and give us some suggestions or some comments or feedback, whatever, or even just say hi at uh, Today We Laughed at gmail.com and we are on, on all sorts of platforms obviously you're listening to us so you have found the platform uh, that suits you but um, if you're looking for other platforms we are you just visit linktree slash today we laughed and learned and you'll see where we are so great job i think so thank you well you did a great job and i can definitely say that today we laughed and i think we learned all about prince's life and his controversial death we absolutely did great one see you next time Thanks.
one. Oh Lord, <laughs> give me that glass of wine. Yeah, Thank water you. doesn't suit you. Water's not your drug of choice. <laughs> Thank you, Deb. Um, Thank you, everyone. And hopefully we'll make it back next week. Yes, hopefully it's my turn. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>